0: On this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared shares with us his three rope drop strategies for the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. Welcome to another episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dryer, And today we've got a episode that everyone's been asking about, and that is rope drop strategies at Magic Kingdom in Orlando. And actually, we had planned, if you listen to my previous episodes, we had planned on doing a few more things, differences between Orlando and Anaheim and some of the highlights of the parks there. But so many of you were asking, hey, we want to know how do you guys do rope drop, What does this look like? How do you guys structure your day? That we decided, hey, we're going to reorder our episodes a little bit, and we are going to actually get ahead and get into our rope drop strategies now, and we will go over those for the next eight weeks, and we will cover all the Disney parks as well as the Universal parks, both Orlando and Anaheim, and we're going to talk you through what are our rope drop strategies, how do we make sure we maximize our day, and how do we make sure we ride every single ride that we want to ride. After we're completed with those, then we're going to move into our restaurant series, and we're going to talk about the best foods, snacks, things like that at all the Disney parks. So you guys are getting an early Christmas gift because these will be released probably in early November going through about the end of the year, and then we will have all of our restaurant series coming after that. So a lot of cool episodes coming for you. Now, we do ask that you do subscribe. That way you get these episodes delivered into your inbox every single Tuesday when we release them. Again, we do have the audio format on our podcast, and then we have the video format out there on YouTube as well. So if you want to watch it on YouTube, we will be highlighting the maps, talking about the strategies where we like to go as you watch on YouTube. On the podcast, we'll talk you through it and you're going to hear what we're saying. Uh, So subscribe, whichever format's going to be best for you, but you could even do both if you wanted to. So definitely you want to get those subscriptions going. And then as always, we always like to ask, hey, if you found a tip or trick that was useful, that helped you save some money, please support us over at Patreon. You're going to get early access to our Butterbeer episode as well as our How to Go to Disney for Almost Free episode. So a couple disclosures as we get started. Number one, right out of the gates, anytime you're talking rope drop strategy, there are a hundred different opinions on how to do it. You will find that if you talk to a lot of people, they're going to have three or four ideas that are very similar in nature, and we're going to go through those today. I'm going to give you actually three strategies, but for the most part, everyone's going to have a different idea. Everyone likes different rides. Everyone appreciates something different at all the Disney and Universal parks. So please know that there's no one right way to do this. There are a lot of ways to do this, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk to you about how to shorten your wait times, because that's our goal, and still get all the rides in that you want to do at that day at the park. So to each their own, there's no one strategy that's going to work best for everyone. Number two, the most important thing to consider when you're thinking about your rope drop strategy, because again, each one's going to be individual, is do you have a ride or attraction that is a must-do Something you want to make sure that you hit every single time or something that you want to make sure your family gets to experience, that could change your approach to rope drop. Think through the parks before you go. Actually, after you talk to people, friends, family, and they tell you, hey, here are the best things to do. Think through what do we want to make sure that we hit today when we go to the parks? Again, you may want to line that up at the beginning of your day. You may want to figure out a different time to do it, but you want to make sure that you hit that because obviously that's important to you. What I'd like to do first is I'd like to define what is rope drop and what's the strategies around rope drop, and then we'll talk about the advantages and disadvantages of different ideas. So rope drop is a term you're going to hear a lot of Disney fanatics use quite a bit. And what it means is you want to be at the park first thing in the morning, as soon as it opens up, or actually even before it opens up. So that way you're all the way into the park up to where the cast members hold the ropes. So that's why it's referred to as rope drop. At every single park, the cast members are going to have ropes out front, and they're going to be holding you back and keeping you from going to the rides. If you get there early enough, you could be towards the front of that group. And then when the park officially opens or when they decide to let you go towards the rides, they will walk with you and usually drop the rope or open it up so that you can go through. Again, there's no running at Disneyland, so please don't run to the uh, next attraction. I've seen people do that. I've seen kids fall. That's never a pleasant experience. But at Rope Drop, you are usually the first ones into the parks, and you're going to be able to go right to the ride that you want to ride and usually have a short wait time. Now, that being said, Disney has changed their policy where they have now, if you stay on resort... You get into the parks 30 minutes before the general population does. So there's, in fact, now two rope drops that happen, one for the resort guests and then one for everyone else. What we're talking about today is usually going to be for everyone else, typically, because we don't stay on resort. And the reason is it's very expensive to stay on resort. It's double the price of any of the other hotels. And we like to conserve and save as much money as possible when we go to the parks. So there is a little bit of a difference there and a caveat that uh, we'll talk through as we go through this. So keep in mind, the people that stay on resort do get to go a little bit early. And we will talk about an advantage and a rope drop strategy for them as well. But when we talk about rope drop, I want to call something out that's uh, not as easy to do mathematically or to think about mathematically, but it makes a huge difference in your day. For example, when you go to Magic Kingdom, most people are going to tell you that you want to rope drop a seven dwarfs mine train right out of the gates. You're going to want to run to that because that is currently the most popular ride at Magic Kingdom. And you want to just get it done at the very beginning of your day and have the shortest wait time possible. That's a true statement. That's actually going to be one of our strategies. But there's something you need to realize. When you rope drop Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, because the park's already been open, you're setting yourself up for probably a 30 to 40-minute wait right out of the gates when you walk in, and there's no way around that. So that's even if you're at the front of Rope Drop, you're going to have a 30 or 40-minute wait. Later in the day, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is going to be about an hour-long wait for the most part for the rest of the day. So what you're doing by rope dropping Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is you're saving yourself 30 minutes okay? because you're waiting either 30 minutes now or 60 minutes later. So you're going to save yourself 30 minutes. However, some of our strategies will talk about go hit these other less popular rides because each of them are going to have a wait time of about five minutes when later in the day their wait time is going to be 30 to 45 because the park is filled up and now people are dispersed and they're going everywhere else. In doing so, you're going to be saving 30 minutes per ride that you get done early in the day. So you could have a savings of two to three hours if you knock all those out first and then come back and do something like mind train later. Okay, so think through that strategy. We'll talk you through it as we go through each of these examples. But that is something mathematically you want to be thinking about is, am I better off saving two or three hours of wait time later? by knocking out all these easy ones first and then only doing one long wait, or am I better off going to that ride because it's the most important ride that we wanna do? Okay, so things to consider. The other things that you wanna think about as we talk through this, we will point out some of these as well in each of our episodes, is what ride cues are in air conditioning inside versus outside where they're exposed to rain? Because that could be part of your strategy as well. So for example, at Magic Kingdom, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is an outdoor ride because it's a roller coaster. It's a smaller roller coaster. So that one does have a tendency to get shut down anytime that it rains. So if you're going to go ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I would recommend that you do it earlier in the day than later because the afternoon storm showers that tend to go through Orlando usually do hit mid-afternoon. Sometimes they can come in early in the day, but usually they're mid-afternoon. So if you want to get that ride in, we would tell you, you probably want to do that earlier in the day. In contrast, later in the day, after early afternoon, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon through about 3 or 4, depending on if it does rain or not, is usually the hottest time of the day in Orlando. So there may be a strategy where you say, I want to make sure that at that time of day, I am going to my air-conditioned rides so that I'm inside, I'm not standing out in the hot sun, and I can do the hot sun usually earlier in the day, 8 or 9 in the morning. And it doesn't bother me as much. That is going to be another element that we want to talk through as we go through each one of these. Okay. If you're going in early, so let's say you're part of the resort. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shrink my video down here so you guys can see the Disney map here. And this is Magic Kingdom. And I'm going to walk you through this. Watch my cursor as we go through this. When you show up, if you're a resort guest, you're going to be able to come in. You're going to go through Main Street. You're going to walk down, and right over here at about the number eight, it's the last cafe here on the right, there are a whole bunch of yellow umbrellas, and they're going to tell you you have to hang a right, and you're going to walk along this little inside path, and you're going to be able to get into the park before anyone else. Now, you do have to prove that you're a resort guest over here at number eight, and once again, before you get too much further, and then all along the circle here, you're going to have... uh, cast members with their ropes, and they're not going to let anyone else, and they're going to make sure no one's hopping over the ropes to get in. But if you're an early resort guest, go in over by number eight, by the yellow umbrellas, and then when you come over, you're going to be able to access all of Tomorrowland and all of Fantasyland. So when you look at the park as a whole, and you're thinking Tomorrowland and Fantasyland that's about two thirds of the park that you have access to for an extra 30 minutes in the morning. If you are a resort guest, I will tell you all day long. Yes. You want to get there early. You want to get there for a rope drop. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go over and hit probably two rides right out of the gate. You're going to want to do space mountain and you're going to want to do seven dwarfs mine train. Those are your two longest waits on this side of the park. They're not too far apart and you can get them both done in 30 minutes. I would recommend if you have the choice, do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train first, but you're going to want to be first in line. You're going to want to be there very early to make sure that as a resort guest, you get in right away. You're going to want to be there in the park through Security by probably 30 minutes early. What that's going to do, though, is that's going to give you time to hit restrooms, which are up front. There's a couple sets of them up here. You can hit restrooms. You can go up and wait by number eight, get through. And usually a few minutes early, they're going to let you in a little bit deeper into the park. But you're going to want to follow this path and go right over to number 58 here, which is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And if you're the first into the park that day or in the first hundred people into the park, your wait time is probably going to be less than five minutes. You're going to be able to go ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and get that done. And then I would double back and come back and do Space Mountain and get that one done as well. OK, if you do both of those successfully, chances are is you've probably only used up about 15 or 20 minutes of your day. And now other people are going to start getting ready to come into the park because you only have 30 minutes and the rest of the people are going to rope drop from there. What I would do is I would come up here back into Fantasyland, and I would do Peter Pan's flight. It's a small world. The mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, I would do those types of rides and knock those uh, little ones out. Maybe even Ariel's undersea adventure over here doing those, then you've eliminated a lot of those wait times that do stack up later in the day. And you can move away from fantasy land because fantasy land, especially around the carousel is where you're going to get clogged in for the rest of your day. So when, when I say that, what I mean is there are so many strollers in there, that area is tough to navigate. That's where the most people go. That's where, if unfortunately, if you've ever seen the fights that break out at Disney World, that's where they happen, Is or usually around in Fantasyland, just because it's so tight and there's not a lot of room for a lot of people and the strollers are taking up all that area. So you want to get out of there. You want to work yourself out of that area as quickly as you can. So that would be the strategy I would use if I'm a resort guest. Now, if I'm not a resort guest, I can only come in 30 minutes later. So by the time I come in, I'm going to be standing here in the circle somewhere, and the beauty of these parks is they are built like a a spoke and wheel or an axle and wheel type of thing, an old wagon wheel where these spokes go into the park. So you have a lot of options for which direction you can go, and depending on where you want to rope drop is going to determine where you should stand. Okay, so we're going to go through three different examples. So example number one, most people want to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train right out of the gates. So I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to stand right here where the cursor is. Or basically, if you were to look at the castle, there's a little turret right out here. You're going to want to stand by the turret in this area. So if you're thinking about a clock, you're at about two o'clock compared to the castle. So you want to be standing in that area for your rope drop. And when rope drop happens, and the reason, let me call this out, the reason you want to be in this area and not in front of the castle is at Rope Drop, you're going to have Mickey and Minnie out here doing their song and dance at Rope Drop, and they're going to be singing a song, and you're not going to be able to go through the castle or around the castle. You're going to have to choose one of these other spokes. So you want to be over here at 2 o'clock, if you're looking at it like a clock, by this first turret to go back in towards Land. The other advantage of that is the Rope Drop will happen prior to mickey and minnie being done with their song and dance so when they kick it off they say welcome to the park they're singing and the rope drop happens so you're going to be able to start moving right away over in this direction but the line for seven dwarfs mine train though it enters over here by the number 58 it'll wrap counterclockwise so they do bring it around counterclockwise and they will wrap it around towards the circus area so over towards dumbo's right. So when you're walking up, you're going to see the line starting to form over by the teacups, which is at 55. And this two o'clock channel is going to give you the straightest access to get there. Okay. So you want to stand again at two o'clock over by the turret there. When the song and dance starts, you want to be up against that rope. They will lower the rope. They will walk you in. Sometimes they get out of the way and just let you go. Again, don't run. They will get mad at you for running, but you're going to walk right past uh, the teacups. You want to go on the left side of the teacups and then wrap around towards Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You should see the queue and the line already built up right there, and then go get in line there. Once you get into Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, um, immediately at rope drop, they're gonna take that wait time from probably about 30 minutes, and they're gonna jump it up to probably 90 minutes. And the reason is they know so many people rope drop it. If you rope dropped it and you were at the front of the group there, your wait is not gonna be 90 minutes. Your wait is gonna be much closer to probably 30 to 40 minutes. If you're at the front of the group, again, if you're at the back of the group, so let's say you were late getting in, you weren't at the front of rope drop, then you're going to be closer to that 60-minute mark. But the advantage of doing Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in the morning is, A, you've got that ride done, which is probably going to be the longest wait all day, and number two, you did not have to worry about the rain. And the rain will shut down this and it happens all the time. So that's one of the big advantages there and why we would recommend that as our number one strategy is rope drop, seven dwarfs, mine train, get it done early in the day. You don't have to worry about the rain, the heat, because the queue is mostly outside. And you're able to just get that one done. But as soon as you're done with seven dwarfs, mine train, what I recommend is as soon as you come off, there are three fantasy land rides right in the same vicinity. You've got the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, at, I believe it's 66 or 67, you've got Peter Pan's flight over at 45, and you've got It's a Small World at 46. I would immediately, as quickly as you can, go hit those three rides, which at this point probably have a wait time of 20 to 30 minutes. The reason is, again, you wanna get away from Fantasyland. You want to get it done as early as you can in the day so that you don't have to go back through here and deal with all the people and all the strollers. I would do those three next. And the reason is then once you're done with those threes, you can work your way back to number 48, which is the under the sea adventure with Ariel. And I always like to stop at 63 here at uh, the tavern and get a LeFou's brew before we go into the Ariel ride. But once you do all of that, you have basically knocked out almost a third of the park. You can probably do that in the first hour and a half to two hours of your day. But again, once you're able to clear out of that area... Then you don't have to worry about the strollers or anything else the rest of the time that, that you're out there. My second strategy and our, I can do this all day tip of the day is if you are going in here and you're thinking, yeah, we wanna do Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, but it doesn't have to be the first thing we're gonna to do today. Or you're thinking, I want to get as quickly moving through this park as possible. Then what I'm gonna tell you, is, and this is a strategy we've used a couple of times, is we have gone in and we have gone and done these, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan's flight, small world, under the sea with Ariel. And we have started to knock out some of these quick fantasy land rides as quickly as we can just to get out of the area. If you're going to do that, I do recommend start with Peter Pan's flight. If you can, if you want to go that route, I was, and this is a challenge. When you line up, I would recommend don't line up at number at spoke number 10 or 10 o'clock on the clock here to go through Liberty Square. And the reason is to get over to Peter Pan's flight from that area is nearly impossible. And that's because they have a rope over next to small world that they're holding back all the resort guests at, and they will immediately flood down towards Haunted Mansion and down towards Liberty Square. And you are swimming upstream. It is very difficult to get there. What you can do though is I would start again at number two and I would go up that smoke and I would wrap around Fantasyland to get over to number 45. So basically you're gonna avoid the crowd that's running to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And instead what you're gonna do is you're gonna walk around Fantasyland and just go right over to Peter Pan's Flight. The reason I do that one first is that is out of all of the four other Fantasyland rides, that is the one that's gonna back up the most and it's gonna have the longest wait time. So get it done first. The small world never has a wait time till usually about 10 or 11 in the morning. But again, your goal is to get out of that area. The adventures of Winnie the Pooh kind of, it's a hit or miss. Sometimes that one does have a line, sometimes it doesn't. So again, I'd start with Peter Pan, hit uh, small world adventures of Winnie the Pooh, maybe grab a LeFou's brew, get done with Little Mermaid. If Seven Dwarfs Mind Train has a short wait uh, of less than 45 minutes, probably a good time to hit that. If not, I would work my way down into uh, the Space Mountain area and hit Space Mountain, I would come over and do Astro Blasters with Buzz Lightyear and try to knock out as much of Tomorrowland as I can. But your goal is to eliminate sections of the park to have them done. I will tell you another strategy for both uh, one and two. So if you're doing Seven Dwarfs Mine Train out of the gates, or you're doing the Fantasyland strategy, skip the circus area. The reason is you can come back any time of day and get into the circus area and your wait for the The Dumbo ride or for Goofy's Barnstormers is going to be very quick, usually 10 or 15 minutes at the most. So you can come back any point in time during the day and find those. And there's a cool little shop back there, too. And you can do those later. One thing I do want to call out as you look at the screen here is you can see that they have now constructed a path between Space Mountain and the Circus area. This is going to be where you're going to access Tron light cycles in the future. Now, when Tron light cycles first opens up that they will do that through a virtual queue, which will be great because then that way everybody gets to ride it and you don't have to fight and do a rope drop strategy there. But fast forward a year, once it's open for a year or whatnot, and that virtual queue goes away, I can guarantee you the rope drop strategy will completely shift 100% away from Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and everybody will go for Tron light cycles. Now, at that point, Tron light cycles should be an individual lightning lane queue if you want to purchase that. I'm also very curious if they're going to do a single rider line there. If they do, then I would say skip that. Come back and do it a single rider. Go do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Do some of these other rides. Our third and final strategy is if you are not going to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train as your Rope Drop strategy or not do the Fantasyland Knockout, then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go over here at that point to either uh, 9 o'clock on the wheel or 10 o'clock on the wheel. So you're going to want to go into Adventureland Frontierland area or go into Liberty Square, and you're going to want to knock out this third of the park. Now, at Rope Drop, I can tell you right now, other than the group that's coming from the resorts that was backed up over here by It's a Small World, not many people go this direction. So this is a great place and time to go early in the day, knock out Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain, which may or may not be closed for refurbishment as they're moving that over to Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Traditionally, it takes people a while to get to the side of the park. So you've got some good time, even though a ride like Pirates of the Caribbean may take 15 minutes or Jungle Cruise may take 15 minutes. If you go knock those out early in the day, by the time you get back to uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad, your wait at Thunder Mountain is still only going to be about 15 minutes and you're going to be able to knock out this third of the park. Now, things to keep in mind Thunder Mountain Railroad is an outdoor queue. So that one's a little bit warmer. So if you're worried about that, you may want to run and do that one first. The jungle cruise is an outdoor queue. There's, it's the waiting area is in the little shipyard area, but it doesn't have great AC. It's more like Thunder Mountain. Pirates of the Caribbean, in contrast, is an indoor queue. Uh, Splash Mountain is mostly indoors. The haunted mansion, though outdoor to begin with, once you get in there into the pre show, you're now indoors. The, it's a Small World is indoors. Peter Pan's Flight mostly is indoors. Winnie the Pooh is a split where it's outdoors part of it, and you just get further enough in there that it's indoors. Ariel, it's an undersea adventure, is an indoor queue. So these are all things to think about. Space Mountain, indoor queue. Buzz Lightyear is an outdoor queue for the most part until the very end. So if thinking about the heat is something that's important to you, then I would say the rides you want to knock out as quickly as you can are going to be the Jungle Cruise, the thunder mountain railroad probably haunted mansion just to get through that outdoor piece i would then say your mini adventures of winnie the pooh and buzz lightyear's astro blasters those are your outdoor and oh sorry i totally forgot um and also the seven dwarfs mine train is an outdoor queue if you want to knock those out early if you're willing to be mobile around the park and move very quickly you can get all those knocked out and then the rest of your day you have ac waiting for you so Again, that third strategy is to start at either nine or ten o'clock going into Adventureland or into Liberty Square and to go knock out the Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain Railroad, and the Haunted Mansion as you then work your way back over. Doing that is, like I said, is a good strategy because you're going to knock out a third of the park that will have longer lines later in the day. Your disadvantage of doing that is then once you do get over into fantasyland these rides are typically going to be 30 to 45 minutes or longer at that point in time. Granted, there are only five of them in Fantasyland, but you're going to have longer waits. But you knocked out rides over here as well. So there is an opportunity to get ahead of the crowds uh, doing that. So with that, those are our rope drop strategies for Magic Kingdom. Again, just to reiterate, Do the math. Think about it. Is it worth doing Seven Dwarfs Mine Train right out of the gates, saving myself 30 minutes, or should I knock out some of these other smaller Fantasyland rides that may save me upwards of two hours uh, later in the day? So that's something that we always like to ask our guests that we go with, and then we'll uh, go one way or the other from there. Our fallback is to go into Frontier and Adventureland, which we had to do over the 4th of July weekend this last time we went. And that's just because the crowds were a little bit busier. A lot of people were not on resort, so they were waiting at Rope Drop. And we said, hey, let's just go over here and knock out all these rides, stay ahead of the crowds over there. And we did a great job doing that. In fact... When we got over here, our wait times were not terrible despite being the 4th of July holiday. So you can totally do Magic Kingdom in one day. There are a lot of rides and attractions there, but that is our strategy for Rope Drop. Again, we always ask if you have any questions or comments or want to get in touch with us, or you think, hey, I wanna make sure I hit this ride, what's the best way to do it? Shoot us a comment or a question over on our Facebook page. That is at a drier Dose of Disney at uh, Facebook. And if you go look us up there, you can get in contact with us directly, and we're happy to answer those, as well as if you're a subscriber on Patreon, then we will also include those questions on future episodes. Please subscribe, because our next episode is going to be on Epcot, which does have a very specific rope drop strategy that we do recommend, and we want you to tune into that. And I will also go as far as to say, actually, the next three parks, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. All have a very specific rope drop strategy, whereas Magic Kingdom had a multiple rope drop strategy. So you definitely want to tune into those. We hope you have a magical week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.